Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. Gosh, it is all happening, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, our group of intrepid adventurers, uh, plus their current ally, Zouchette the Gnome Magician, are currently in the, pl- the personal divine plane of the god Stonewalker, who is dead, which has done some rather odd things to her personal plane. Uh, in particular, it has cracks in it, and... There's, there's, so far, you haven't encountered any residents, but you have heard that what residents there are may be strangely hostile to you. You've done some exploring, and you found a curious, constantly moving piece of celestial machinery, which you magically identified as having at its heart a particular gem that you have come looking for. And because bereft of other good options, uh, you tried to take it, and the machine objected, and you had to fight your way through its self-defense mechanisms to eventually claim this chunk of blue-green crystal, which is more real than reality. It's rather odd. During the course of your fight, you also, uh, whenever you failed a wisdom save, had a series of very interesting visions. We sure did. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have just finished your combat uh, and have a moment to look around yourselves. What would you like to do? I'd like to... I'd like to, um, once I'm feeling reasonably safe, try to get a hold on the visions that I had because it was, oh, see, about three weeks ago. <laughs> It was, it was it was some time ago that we actually recorded it. Um, and I seem to recall having rather a lot of them. <laughs> in a row. You, yeah, Trick. I think I turned to a Drider at one point. Sorry? I think I turned to a Drider at one point. You, you, yes, there was a vision that only yeah. you had where you, you were a Drider, which was pretty cool. I think it's cool. It was cool. Um, I think, I think maybe, um, I think Maynard had one by himself too, but I could be wrong. I'll confess, yeah. I didn't keep good records, so unless I go back and listen to the episode, I'm not going to know. I wrote mine down. Hey! Okay, yeah. Oh, well, you, you were on the chain, right? That was the one that you were by yourself, with the books? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. What happened? What were those visions? Where did they come from? I wave generally at the machine, like, this is clearly <laughs> obvious. Foolish question. Well, well, yes, but, I mean... I'm not going to say stones can't know things, because that seems like a 
like it's something that could be true, but you can write. What? You can write. I'm not a stone. Right, right, right. But you can write on a stone. Right. You're saying stones can't know things. I'm saying you can write on a stone. Don't know the things that are written in them. They're just things. Okay, but if you're a wizard or a god or whatever, you can write a vision into a stone. I suppose that's true. Does this one have anything written on it? Actually, that is a good point. Is there anything, you know, marked on it? Is, did we see any, you know, arcane symbols on the stone face? Roll me a perception check. Hmm, twelve. Mm-hmm. Not great. So what you have is uh, a almost opaque, except at the very edges where it's thinner. A uh, piece of of rough rock. It looks like it's been chipped off something rather than cut or, or rounded. Uh, it is about uh, a centimeter across, so about half an inch across. Quite small. It isn't glowing, but it has that kind of shimmer and intensity of color where. In order to be sure it isn't glowing, you actually have to hold it up to something and see if the light reflects. Mm-hmm. It catches the eye. It is, to you who have seen both, very clearly of the same substance as the spire. So that tall needle of rock that is at the axis of the world back in the material plane. It looks... It looks more saturated and more carefully lit than anything around it. It makes everything else look a bit drab and a bit unimportant. And the longer you look at it, the more certain you feel that it has some inherent power by the nature of what it is. Not that... Not not like a, a magical rune or something where you would activate it once and it would do something and then it would be spent. For this to draw an analogy, this stone is charismatic. Hmm. This stone is persuasive in some way towards everything, but you don't know how to tap that. Rill's gonna turn to Ember in that case as he is is turning this bit of stone over in his hands, uh, and he says, you, this feels like it could be, I don't know, useful? It might be able to get us somewhere in here, but I can't, I don't know what to do with it. Maybe you or Zouchette could look at it? You'd be better at molding things, I think. Melding things? I mean, isn't, isn't this one of the stones that we needed for the for the crowns? Circlet, yeah. 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 I don't know if we have to do anything else with it. Real actually looks around for Zouchette at this point. Uh, Zouchette is, is currently engaged in... Um, she got a little injured during the battle, and she's sort of patching herself up with, with, um, with a dressing. Uh, it's certainly one of the stones we need for the circlet. It needs to be properly in, inserted, and then the circlet as a whole needs a tuning, uh, so we will need to take it back to the Golden Flame for the workshop there. They've got the, the partially finished ones. What we could do with it outside of a circlet, I I haven't really made a study of. My expertise is more in the in the Plaguelands. 
how to deal with that. Very least, we should keep it safe. So, into the bag of holding. Uh, don't things act strange in there sometimes? I mean, other planar things—they interact with magical items like uh, that. Oddly, that's true. And I don't want to lose yeah. it. <laughs> so we went through all this trouble to get this. This is like thing. a this is like a small stone, right, Ben? Yeah, this is like a centimeter across. Okay, put it in the bag of my bag. Put it in the bag <laughs> of a bag. It's a small stone. I will I will turn, I will open the lip of my bag. Like let's put it in the back of a bag. Well, since you're volunteering, <laughs> real carefully mm-hmm. sticks it in there. Tuck it into a little a little internal pocket so you can you can find it again, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I assume I'm just assuming that you haven't like just dropped it into the folds of your tent and gone ah, it'd be fine. Yeah, no, that seems like I'm a sure bad idea. Sort of yeah, it's, it's, it's in the little pocket that's designed to have your passport in it, <laughs> <laughs> which of course Trix back has got. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I'm sure I used my javelin last time. Um, yes, I definitely did. Um, you did, but you could probably um, retrieve it now that sir. Uh... No, I, I use its charge. Oh, I, I still see. use yes. it as a javelin. Yes, you definitely use the charge of it. Mm. Okay. So we press on. Yes. Yes. Or press around. Hang on. No way. It wasn't our problem that we would. Is there another way out of this room? That's what we were uh, looking for. <laughs> I think when we came in here, and then you know, uh, robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. There. There is a door on the far side. Okay. I, I'm opening the door. Let's move, let's move. We're not going to find any food food or water here, so um, we need to keep moving. Or wait, no, we found water. We're not going to find any more food, I imagine. So we'd best keep moving. Following. Speaking as your DM, does someone want to, like, mention that the visions happened, or are you all just pretending that never happened? I mentioned it, and then everybody decided just ignore that. <laughs> I think we mentioned. I think I thought we meant. I think we were kind of like a bit OCIC OCIC, and also I, I think. Like, so. I and think also, I think out of character, right. most of us don't remember. Most 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 don't remember what the visions were because they happened three weeks ago. Notes are OP. <laughs> exactly, it's cheating. Do, do you want <laughs> me to OC jog your memory of the visions you had? Because I have. Yeah, that'd be grand. I remember the spider one, and that's on all I remember. They were. Okay, they. I cannot. I cannot without going back to the episode to listen. Tell you who had yeah, which yeah. vision, um, but I can tell you what the visions were. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one um, was a couple of phoenixes flying home mm. to a palace. Uh, the second one was two of you were uh, in the form of farmers who were working a field when some kind of big disastrous explosion happened uh, a ways off from you, and then the ground sort of erupted in, in vines and things. The third one was the big statue of the uh, shepherd god with the bull head, with like crops growing up around its knees and grapevines. Mm-hmm. The fourth one was some kind of divine quarrel between. Um, I, I, I was oblique about describing them, but I'll just tell you that they, what, with a moment's thought, you, you would recognize them as um, a quarrel between the conquering sun. Sorry, the Conquering Queen. A quarrel between the Conquering Queen and uh, the... Um, see, I can't want to say Silent Brother, which is the Dwarven name, which is because Trick always calls it the Silent Brother. <laughs> the Merciful Dark. So it was a, there was a quarrel between 
The Conquering Queen and The Merciful Dark, which was interrupted or became a three-way argument or something um, by the Endless Tide. The fifth one was the vision that only Trick had where they were a drider who was murderating some dwarves. Mm. The sixth one was a large, uh, important temple and a priest um, who was preparing to have a serious argument with some wizards and everyone was wearing togas. Then there was the one that only Maynard had, which was the um, the chains reaching from the shore into the twilight, which uh, he was crossing with an armful of books. And the last one was some kind of celestial messenger who was ordering some elves to uh, destroy certain volumes in their library. Hmm. I kind of, I will in that case pause at the door and say, so by the by, I mean, nobody had any visions of the future, did they? I mean, it's, I mean, the visions I had, they looked like they were happening in the past, but there was one I wasn't entirely sure because, I mean, I was embodying the person. I think that's how a lot of them happened. Mm. Walking out to the edge with a bunch of books. I presume it was not me, and I've definitely not done that before. Mm. It seems like this is all stuff in the past. A long time ago, in the past. Did you see the books? Not clear enough to know what they were. They were just in a bundle. Definitely <sighs> just taking them somewhere. Yes, the, the ones I had were, I, th- I think, of the past, too. Nothing else would make any sense. Yeah, I mean, in mine, I was, a dr- I was one of them drider things, which I'm Ooh. pretty sure they're a, a pretty, have been over with for a while now. How was it, having so many legs? Ah, try not to think about it, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like these were visions of things that happened just before, during, or just after the war started. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Hiding knowledge, conflicts between gods... Well, hang on, you say hiding knowledge, this is, you mean the one we had... The mean the one at the end, right? With the I mean, angel, with the angel commanding the elves and such. I didn't have that one, but I can't imagine you're oh, taking books of... out to the edge to do anything except get rid of them. Yeah, that's fair. Because well, I was thinking, actually, that one. The edge for that. Maybe they're hiding them somewhere, or taking them, mm-hmm. taking them somewhere else. I mean, well, well, the one I, I was, I fear. I was... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. The one I was saying with the elves and that, that was a angel commanding them to destroy knowledge, which seems to match up with a thousand years ago, or however long it was, with the Empire and that. Mm-hmm. And their god. Why would you take books to the edge? If there's, you could just Why would you destroy take books them. To the edge? You could burn them, you could drop them in the sea. Well, what's past the Maybe edge? Maybe they weren't trying to destroy them at the edge. Maybe they were trying to pass them to someone else or something else. Yeah. I mean, nothing them. comes back from the edge. Things, things come, out come out of it. From outside. Mm. I don't know. I'm not a philosopher. I mean, people have their own pet theories. I always like to imagine that they just sort of spring fully formed out of the primal chaos beyond. Yes, but... That is more or less the accepted theory. 
don't like to think of an entire out external infinity of enormous skittering monsters. No, there's not. Well, Zushet, is there any is there any other theories from you know underneath? I mean, we didn't know that we, existed until. <laughs> no, ours more or less agrees with with Trick that it's a place of potential rather than of of stuff. Things occasionally pop out of it because uh, because of the, the creation equivalent of a kaleidoscope. You turn it enough, sometimes you get a picture. Really? So it's more or less nothing, but uh, a chaotic nothing. that It gets complicated. But yes, our theories more or less agree with Trick. Sometimes things just come out of it for, for no particular reason, but it doesn't imply that they're out there all the time. There isn't oh. anything beyond the edge. You, why would you take... If you crossed the edge with books, then you and the books would just sort of stop being. Maybe, maybe somebody learned how to harness that. There's all kinds of magic out in the world, and the gods have places like this that survive even them. Maybe there is something out there. Maybe it's only connected to the chains. I mean, they have to be connected to something, right? What do they look like? The chains? I mean, did you get a good enough look at them to scry on it? Real did a picture of them, yeah. didn't you? Yes, we've um, been to one. You, you've been to one? Okay. We got attacked by a big um, monster out of it, but we were there for a while at least. The Upworld has a set of chains that go off into the into the edge. And okay. Ben, remind me oh, if several I'm wrong. Sets, I'm pretty sure or broken. There, uh, I, there were, um, there were a number of them. One of which uh, had come loose from its anchor. Yes, but I can't. Okay, at the top of my head, remember how many? It was like no, three or five. Yeah, at least two, because one was broken or loose or something, and the other one was yeah. still. I, I think it was either three or five. Yeah. Of which one had had come loose on one edge, so it was still what you know it was still quite a serious set of chains, mm. and each of them was wide enough to walk along, or to be a horrible void monster charging along. So they were like five feet wide as individual chains. Well, that's going to be a landmark at least. The other what places, if we well. Well, what what I want to do when we get back to our own plane is to scry on these places and, and see if we can learn more about them. Now, I am fairly sure that that temple is, is going to just be Plaguelands by now. Uh, and probably the statue as well. Uh, but the Plaguelands are nowhere near the edge. They don't reach out that far. So maybe... And, and if it's the same chains maybe you should be the one doing the scrying actually because then you would be able to you didn't see the vision so you won't be able to say they're the same ones no well you've been there which means they were still there whenever you were there which can't have been that long ago no it, it wasn't let us assume that they have not fallen in the sea in the meantime and let us ask ourselves what is on the other side of those chains does it matter well it could be if this person was taking these books, if these were not to hide them, maybe they were a researcher, an explorer. 
Yeah, and if some sort of celestial being came down and was commanding entire sections of libraries to be destroyed, there are going to be a books hidden somewhere. Those that sort of thing doesn't just happen. Right, right. But, but, whoa, whoa, whoa. but does it matter? I mean, who who can say what was in those books? There could be something that could help us with our quests. If Maybe. The... I probably have two good guesses. Oh? Well, either they will be religious work pertaining to the missing god, or they will be directly related to the ritual that destroyed them. Hmm. Those were the things that the gods would have wanted destroyed. Hmm. Unless... <sighs> Unless it's someone's private diaries from 500 years later, and we're mistaken about the, the linking theme of these visions. But everything I saw related to matters of um, divine warfare. I'd buy that. Well, in any case, right now... I wonder what that thing was really for. Hmm. Not really important. We would have had to destroy it regardless. What thing? That machine. That Whatever it was. Oh. Uh, protective, I suppose. It protected itself, but I don't think that was what it was for. Mm. Well, I'm glad it wasn't structural, like we were worried. <laughs> well, just in case, and I'm very much like at the door, at the doorway, like peering out. Yes, let's recently. let's get moving. Good idea. Okay, does someone want to roll me some kind of navigation check? I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty wise, and I'm good at survival. Hmm. Only some survival. That you definitely also seem like the person who is currently pushing forward and looking around mm. corners. That is a 22. Hey, that's hey. pretty good. What, mm -hmm. what sort of bearing are you aiming for? Where are you trying to find your way to? Or what are you looking for? Whatever the colour was uh -huh. <laughs> that, we were, that, we were that we were trying for, and, if, and fading that also up. Yeah, so I believe you are currently in the blue zone mm. and are keeping an eye out for gold. Mm -hmm. And I think we were getting away from like grey or green or something. Mm -hmm. Grey, I think, because it wasn't red... any of the other ones. To reach the red door, will we need the red key to enter? <laughs> are we playing serious <laughs> Sam? <laughs> <laughs> so, what you figure out over the next however long you spend exploring. Mm -hmm. is that up and down, which you'd previously established from the direction of water flow, seem to correlate with more blue and less blue. Mm. It's not that one direction... The grey is sometimes the base colour of the stone, but the more down you go, the more you start to see marbling and veining of blue through the various underlying shades of rock. Mm. So getting that principle, you can sort of work on a principle of, okay, we need to get into a zone of a particular colour, which means we need to be low enough to see the coloration. Mm. If you are I right see. up, and you, you, can, you find over the, we'll, we'll say because you, you were, you, up was one of the places you were interested in. Mm. Up is a lot of dead ends. Mm. And it's not that you're ever trapped. You can always sort of turn around and come back down and go a bit further left or right and go up again and you'll fairly quickly find another dead end. Um, some of them look 
pretty much like the place you started off in, you know, a series of small rooms, some of them laid out for meeting in or eating in, and some of them sort of six by six cells. Mm -hmm. The further down you get, the more you have mysterious complexes of corridors and stairs and flowing water a lot of the time along the edge of the corridor or through the wall or across it, the more you see strange rooms that don't map onto rooms that you would have for how you live. Mm-hmm. You find little chambers that are hung with veils and have a lingering incense smell, even though nothing is burning. You find rooms that are just shallow pools, so the whole room is reflecting. You find a room that is just an empty circular room, probably 60 feet across, with a perpetual flame in a brass bowl in the exact center and nothing else. Mm. It is a strange place, and the longer you're here, the more you get this underlying feeling of mystical things happening just beyond what you can perceive. Mm. This sense that if you were tuned in, there'd be meaning, but you can't quite grasp it. Mm. But you do find that up generally leads you either to a dead end or to cracks and breaks between this reality and the blackness of the void. Mm. It seems impossible to navigate this place. These, I mean, I don't know much about Stonewalker, but these don't appear to be the kind of symbols you'd associate with a dwarven god, right? Mm. I shrug. I also didn't know about Stonewalker. As established, several episodes ago. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. So to be clear, higher up tends towards dead ends by like the actual architecture of the place. Yeah. And the cracks and such are any particular location? I just need to get that straight. Mm. Like the cracks in the world. The cracks in the world so far have tended to also be up. Yeah. Okay. So we have to go down. It'll be easy to navigate down, and then once we're in the right sort of area, we can start doing more exploration upwards and outwards. And I'm thinking also, I feel like I feel like I did pretty well on my navigation, right? You did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and out of character, I'm having a thought. So my thought is, I don't think I think if they're in the if they're in the aviary, we need to be heading because there's these little rooms that have things in them, right? Omens, portents, etc. Right? Yeah. Or like, you know, symbolic objects. We need to be heading we'll we'll head down for navigation. And we'll and we'll and we'll keep looking in these side rooms. I think what we need to do is head towards the concept of birds. We need to head away from less bird like things and towards more bird like things. That's my guess. I mean, have you seen anything that's extremely bird? Well, no, but like, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, 
I, I look, I look at real. I'm like, I mean, I'm not like a priest or anything, but like, I'm not like a, you know, like a, like, like a priest priest, but like, you know, if you've got, I don't know, a room that's like a big and like vaulted, then that might be more like an aviary than a room that's small and cramped because birds fly in that. Right. That's all I'm thinking. It's the only way I can think to navigate within the, inside of the color bands you know do you get me i get you yes i think that i think that might be a good starting point keep heading down and head towards things that are more yeah, yeah more more open and, and it's not as if we have any better no we don't navigational markers to go by so unfortunately if nothing else it'll it'll, it'll keep us occupied <laughs> you are terrible danger of uh getting bored of wandering around other realities. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, with the exception of the one place where we actively decided to fuck around, we haven't been, um, <laughs> we haven't been beset by hordes of, like, angels and... That's true. And um, what have you. Celestial, I suppose, I should say. Speaking of... If they're not really just... bearing messages, they're not, they're not technically angels. Who's counting? Yeah. Uh, speaking of, can we find anything that's, like, literature or carvings in, in Dwarvish or I mean it like even if it's I don't know I mean I know we have like various other I, I think you mentioned markings on the walls before but anything that's like an arrow pointing down <laughs> you know uh, anything that might help us here because presumably it wasn't just uh, you know, only gods that hung out in this place. There was things here for normal people, like you said, the eating areas and uh, sleeping quarters and, you know, mundane things like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Presumably, we might get lucky enough to find a, a library. <laughs> Although <Okay>. that seems... <laughs> Roll the ridiculous? Set. Tell me. Roll me an investigation check for finding. I don't know if that's uh, more ridiculous than following bird-like rooms in hope of finding an aviary, but uh, yeah, seventeen. Huh, that's pretty good. Okay. So as you as you are kind of exploring, you don't find signposts or like street names or, or room labels or whatever you would be looking for in that sense you do pass you you find sort of a couple of rooms that sort of act as pointers in that if you a lot of these rooms either have more than one exit or sort of because the corridors branch a lot you can go in the direction that you found a room and explore more that way mm -hmm. And you find a place where some of the rooms have essentially blackboards. Hmm. You know, big, smooth parts, of, you know, pieces of slate set into the walls or possibly grown from the walls. You find a beautiful arched octagonal room that has mirror tiles all across its arched ceiling. And the whole floor is that same smooth slate where you could draw and the whole thing would be scattered and reflected around. It would be very beautiful. Um, so you, you continue your explorations in these 
more i think you could write in this this is a room that has this is very promising it's one of those smaller more cell-like rooms which haven't completely disappeared they're just a lower proportion of the spaces and one of them has what is very definitely a writing desk which Ooh, okay. is very promising it you you give it a search and it's blank there's nothing here but if someone was writing here that's very promising so you continue searching in that sort of direction um and you find yourselves on the threshold of a moderately sized room with just thinking about the uh, symbolism of the place as to what you would see it's a moderately sized room it's quite well lit from glass um like glow stones set into the walls all of which have a faint tint they are gold or they are blue or they are red or they are green hmm. and the colors intermingle and the room is full of from unnaturally thin stone that you would have to be a truly brilliant stone worker to carve out stone of this thinness and this precision and not crack anything and get it so beautifully polished the room is is full of essentially bookshelves they have these slightly deeper niches that are better for stacking scrolls than bound books but it must once have been a library i say it must once have been because whatever the floor once looked like what it is now is a foot deep drift of shredded parchment and vellum no then no this is the worst thing ever <laughs> <laughs> He giveth with one hand, and he taketh away with the other. <laughs> you think that I am spending any time on reading out mystic bullshit from centuries ago? You are wrong. <laughs> I'm not writing. I'm not writing you a whole library for the god of mysticism. No, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, and are there multiple exits from this this room as well? I assume. It, it's hard to see from just standing on the threshold, but this is at the end of a corridor, which usually implies you need to go through the room to the next, to the next exit. I, I will clap real on the shoulder and say, "Ah, it was a good thought." Real has <laughs> deflated. Oh, baby! Oh. Ah, shut up, kiddo. Might never happen. <laughs> All right, he is going to. Um... Take a, take a poke around the room and see if there's any other exits, since there's a lot of more color here. He's hoping to find something that is maybe a, a room that leads us toward more um, gold coloration. Okay. Um, sorry, I need to find a pen. Give me a sec. Sure. I wonder what these slates were for. Mirrors? Maybe. I mean, oh. but... I mean, I suppose before they wrote on scrolls, they would have had to write on stone, right? There's nothing there now, but and besides, maybe there was. Like a slate you can just you can just scrape off and wipe off. One moment, please. 
I'm just disorganized today, and I apologize for that. Yeah. I mean, found the pen, didn't bring the paper pad with me. I'm stupid. You're right. We were just discussing slates. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if he, I mean, Nick, when, I mean, when, um, oh my god, Lavender. My beloved wife. Your beloved wife, Lavender. Lavender. My beloved wife, Lavender, whose name I can always remember. <laughs> I mean, when Lavender's doing the doing the doing the accounts, she uses you know wax slate just for scratch work. It doesn't seem serious to me. No, I was just sort of thinking about the lights and reflections, and no reason why there'd need to be so many different colors in here. But well, I mean. Unless it's just a holy make things pretty sort of room. Hmm. It feels important, but I don't know if it feels like an epicenter sort of important. It feels hmm. like a scriptorum where people would write things. And then once they'd figured them out, they'd put them to paper. Hmm. Shall we press on? Someone was having a poke around, I think. Yes, Rill was having a poke around. Okay. Um, what specific? Sorry, I've, I've lost track of things slightly. You're having a poke around. What specific sort of thing are you looking for? Uh, mostly because there's not any actual books or scrolls on the shelves. Um, Real is instead looking for any sort of thicker veins of gold, um, coloring that maybe lead us towards a, a door or a hallway. Okay, you you haven't. So just to be clear on the sort of colour of the walls, because I haven't updated you in a while, um, over the, let's say, a couple of hours that you've been exploring, as you've started going downwards, um, where you started, there was no marbling at all, right up in that uh, set of smaller cells that you started, that you um, plane shifted into. You were just starting to see blue veins as you passed the mysterious room where you obtained your gem. Um, after a couple of hours of um, mostly heading sideways, but some downwards, maybe um, maybe a fifth of the stone surface is now blue-veined. So it's definitely increased in density, um, but you are still still pretty much seeing blue. You have not you're not seeing a mix of colors in the stonework uh. yet. Uh, there was a mix of colors in the lighting. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood, yeah. I think. Yeah, no, so that it was e- easily, uh, probably my explanation was unclear. Yeah, there is a mix of colours in the lighting here, but the all stone right. is all still blue veined. Um, roll me a perception check, please. Okay. Uh, 21. Mm-hmm. As you sort of start wading through this mess of shredded parchment, the top layer gives this gentle ripple as various bits and pieces flutter and move, and you feel this soft moment of breeze pass across your skin as if something large has shifted. Hmm. Don't think I like that. Real is going to cautiously look around can he see anything different in like the the lighting on the walls or uh depression in the paper somewhere maybe 
anything there like that? There is an increasing amount of rustling noises and of shadows appearing in and amongst the lights, and you see a figure stepping out from between the shelves. Uh, they are about eight feet tall. Mm. They have huge feathery wings, which are gently, not quite beating, but sort of flexing back and forth, which is making that breeze. Uh. Wearing this simple white tunic, their skin is also white, except for the many, many veins like the blue veins in the marbled rock around you. And they have gently glowing eyes. And they would look imposingly, majestically angelic, except for the black ichor that they're crying, and the bare sword in their hand. Why are you here? What language is that in? Hmm, good point, good point. That's in Celestial. Oh, dear. Mm. I should check whether Zuchette speaks that, because you might need to... Um... So do yeah. Celestials... Uh, we've, got, we've got language spells. Do Celestials, by any chance, share a language with Halfling? Um, no, is Celestial language is, is a language. Uh, it is the language <laughs> b- being spoken. Ah. Does anybody know what it just said? No. Nope. Uh, unfortunately not. I recognize the language, but I can only understand it if I stop understanding you. I think we can live with that for a bit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Zuchette steps, straightens her little shoulders and takes a step forward um, and starts replying to this being um, in what appears to be the same language it spoke. Um... It's obvious to all of you that this is a very tense conversation and that this celestial being is quite upset quite quickly and even over a handful of exchanges of words, that distress is turning towards some... turning towards anger and towards... Towards taking action, like it's it is becoming not exactly hostile. It has this air of absolute despair, and it's the kind of despair that could easily turn towards destroying everything else as well. Kind of grief, and Zouchette is not having a lot of luck talking it down, and she's going to raise one hand towards it in a okay, give me a a minute kind of gesture, and step back and and turn back towards you and uh, switch her circlet back to common. Mm. It says the world has ended. It's quite determined that the world has already ended. I mean, this world kind of has. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think if I were bound to a dead god in that kind of way, I might also feel that the world had ended. Um, 
I don't think it's very rational. You know what we could promise it that it might want? They might want, I should say, I suppose. What? We could promise to take them back to the material plane, which definitely hasn't ended. Go ahead. I think that might might be a good idea if it would go for it. And there is still there is still the Earthshaker. Um There is still the Earthshaker. So it, it you know, completely I know a temple, right? <laughs> In the material plane. <laughs> Seems it just I'm just guessing is the sort of thing it might like to hear. I mean I suppose maybe generally, but I we don't know what this creature's bound to what its scope of understanding is. Might be more like your house burnt down, but here's a well you could live in. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think I don't think we can do much worse than offering nothing. I also very much have an eye to the celestial. Roll an insight check. Uh, well, that's that's good. I'm good at insight. Yay. Fifteen. It appears to be listening intently. Hmm. Not um, with an air of confusion, just listening intently. Yep. Yep. Uh, mm. Um. I I clock that, but there's nothing I can do to alert people to this fact. So I just <laughs> push because so far I haven't said let's lie to it and stab it in the lie to them, stab them in the back. Um. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So That's I, fair. I mean. I mean. Look. Uh, does anyone does anyone have a better idea what is what's a celestial left to live in the destroyed realm of their patron god might want? Because I don't. But I figure if I lost everything, then I might at least like a ride out of the ashes. Or company, at least, as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if worse comes to worst. We can we can deal with that when we deal with that. No other way forward. I don't really know what that. I don't really know what that would mean. Um, like, I mean, they're clearly not in an immediately murderous rage, so I think we could do worse than making friends, right? Right. Right. I don't want to be making enemies. And besides, and besides, like. You know, we are trying to save the world here. We're all broadly on the same side. I mean, all the gods are generally in favour of not letting the entirety of the planes be spun off into nothing. So, I mean, hopefully there's some continuity of agenda going on here. The uh, celestial entity, (laughs) it starts quiet, but it keeps going and it keeps getting louder and what was a dark little chuckle is almost maniacal laughter that echoes off the ceiling. That can't be not good. not happy humorous laughter. Mm-hmm. This is bleak. Mm. Feel about running? Yeah, I'd run. I'd run. You understand mm. nothing. Was that one? Uh, was that one in the uh, in common by any chance? That one was in common. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, listen, if my library got all messed up, I'd be very angry about it too, but we do have <laughs> a way, a potential way out of here. Nothing whatsoever. Maybe we should start backing towards the door, yeah? I'm very much backing towards the door, ready to turn and flee. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you are lice on a corpse. Well, that us steals that and may not yeah, start to edge towards the door very quickly on the other side of the room. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to start chasing you. Oh, no. yeah, see, what we've done is we've triggered its prey, we triggered its prey instinct. <laughs> the, the celestial beats those huge wings and rises up off the floor and the drift of shredded parchment is getting blown around and then they are flying at you between the shelves very very quickly and we do need to roll initiative because it is coming for you and uh its sword may have a, oh my uh, God. a pleasantly corroded look uh but it's still got one. Oh dear so this... i <laughs> I just Go rolled ahead. a one plus no. zero is one. No. <laughs> okay. Do you want the very funny news? So mm -hmm. did the celestial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suppose we've had an opportunity for a short rest. You had opportunities, but you didn't take. Yeah, one. We, we didn't take them. <laughs> like oh, you okay. specifically decided to push on rather than not do I that. I was genuinely. I was sat here going. This place looks reasonably safe and all right. Actually, I might call for a short rest. I mean, I haven't got my second wind back. I haven't got my action surge back. You, yeah, you decided to to mm. explore um, for what were quite good reasons about you know mm. concerns about sustainability of of, of supplies and things. Um, but this is the the situation you're in. Um, I mm. think we will do this sort of theater of the mind style because you do only have the one enemy. Yep. Um, there are bookshelves and things if you want to like hide behind them or climb them and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think that we will benefit from from a grid for this one. We will just sort of be reasonable about things. And I should also roll some initiative for Zizette, who I always forget is here. Which is why sometimes all she does on her turn is turn invisible. Okay. So initiative order will be Ember, Rill, Zizette, Maynard the celestial and then trick so you don't exactly get a surprise round but like you do get a substantial amount of setup time before it manages to to catch up with you um poor thing it's having a rough day can you imagine two combat encounters two combat encounters not even with a short rest before between. lunch time before <laughs> lunch time i mean in fairness uh, oh i suppose it's been not quite a full session time okay so there is a celestial winged uh, being flying rapidly towards you between the shelves ember you are the first off the mark to respond i'm going to cast crusader's mantle um so anyone who's within 30 feet of me for the next minute um is in an aura and deals an extra 1d4 radiant damage with weapon okay. attacks. So at the moment, so, I think that is everyone. Um, but if people move away, 
it's mostly going to pertain to Trick anyway, and, and me. That's true, mm -hmm. as your melee specialists. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, yeah, I will the room see where I... for reference. Um, it's a big room. It's probably about fifty feet wide and about seventy feet long. So you do have space to spread out if you want to do that. At the moment, you're, all, I assume, all in a cluster near the door. Mm -hmm. Near which door, by the way? Um, you are near the south door. You can see that there is also a north door. Ah, I see. Which is in the short ends of the room. We'll stay where I am currently. Okay. Uh, Rill, you are next to uh, catch up with the situation. Okay, in that case, um, he is going to... Uh, he's going to attempt um, to cast Suggestion on this being. Okay, what kind of save is that? Uh, unfortunately, it's a wisdom save. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, it did roll remarkably badly. What's your um, DC? Oh, uh, 16. <laughs> What's the suggestion? Uh, yes. What's suggestion? Uh, <laughs> since, since we're heading towards the... Uh, since since we're the group is heading towards the door, Rill is just going to order it to stay in the library. This seems extremely simple. Suggestion one word. Uh no, not with this one. It doesn't yeah. have to be. That's um a different command. Command. Yeah. Yeah, that's that uh -huh. one. Yeah. I am I am suggesting this course of action. Uh and hopefully. Uh, okay. okay, yeah. So it hmm. Yeah, I can't I can't make it hurt itself or anything like that. No, no, that, um, would, that would break it on this level of... I think there are no. mind control spells that get that strong, but yes. this is not one of them. Right. Suggestion must sound reasonable. Yeah, so... Uh, it failed its save, which you would know from, like... Being able I feel to... like the spell has an inherent did-that-take-ness about it. Yeah, yeah, and really just going to... The spell to... cook. It remains <laughs> to be seen if it thinks that's a reasonable suggestion, but you have you have made your suggestion in a right. magically persuasive way. Yes, Real says, stay in the library. And he is going to look at the rest of the party. He's going to say, we need to leave and nobody hurt them. Yep, yep. And Real is okay. going to back all the way up out of the, uh, if he can get all the way out, he's going to go back through the south door they came in. Uh, I think you're probably only about Five ten feet inside the room, so oh, okay, good. Back out into the corridor because I don't think you all have advanced upon it. Nope. No. Yeah, we were in, we were in fact trying to um, avoid it quite significantly. Yeah. Why are we going to the other door? Well, you were, but the you big were guys not... in the way. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, okay. It, you had not like. It's not like you found a series of dead ends and this is your only option. This was an interesting room. It has another exit. You could probably find another way to go. Whether it took you to the same place in the end, you don't know enough about the layout to know if you get. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, Zuchette was going to do a thing. She was going to do a thing. Um, just because this is an NPC we're dealing with, Rill, could you roll Persuasion, please? That's a nine. Ooh. So she knows yeah. how spells work? Well, yeah, it's it's not so much does she know how spells work as does she trust that that will work, yeah, will will work. Because mm. she really wants to try that thing. <laughs> I mean, how often do you get to fight a celestial, to be honest? <laughs> right. 
And if you are a wizard, and as we know, wizards are extremely prone to hubris, I think she's going to try it. Mm-hmm. Fucking wizards! <laughs> Fucking wizards! <laughs> and, like, the DM doesn't think this is going to work, but needs to double-check the spell rules in order to know, which is a remarkable degree of verisimilitude. <laughs> Suchette is going to cast Dominate Monster. Hmm. Which I think is probably not going to work because I think she probably needs dominate person, but we will see. Dominate monster just specifies creature. It does just specify creature. Yeah, I think the thing that makes it stronger is that is that it's not language dependent or anything like that. Yeah, so she is kind to dust uh, dominate monster, which is a wisdom saving throw. Does have quite a high DC. Fingers I'll, crossed. For all of I'll you. also point out that suggestion is broken by damage. Yeah. Yes, that's why so, I said nobody heard it, because that is yeah, a spell. Yeah, well, she hasn't a bigger spell that she has decided instead to try Dominate Monster, because the other one probably oh, wouldn't okay, kill it in okay, one go. Oh, okay, so she doesn't, she doesn't trust <laughs> real spellcasting, that's what's going on here. All right. She just wants an excuse to use the big guns. Mm. She has a really big gun. She's going to use the slightly smaller gun. Um... <laughs> Wow, this uh, this celestial cannot roll for shit. Having <laughs> <laughs> such a bad day. <laughs> yes, like <laughs> genuinely, it has advantage against spells. It rolled a two and a three. Oh, buddy. <laughs> so it is flying towards you, and at about thirty feet from you, Zouchette doesn't even speak exactly but makes a gesture and hums this little lulling tune and the celestial beats up for a moment to get upright and lands uh on their bare feet in the piles of of shredded scroll and just waits with the sword sort of stretched out at their side Focused on Zouchette. I think we should all bear in mind that our new friend here can understand everything we say in any language, I'm fairly sure. I mean, be fair. I didn't say anything I didn't say anything un- unpleasant. For one. What new friend, you, huh? What did you say? We're new friend for an hour. If they don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Who will stay in the library for about eight. If they don't get hurt. Okay. Yes, I don't know what would happen if I instructed it to do things other than that. Um, I can give them instructions. At the moment, I am... I would prefer not to antagonize them, I think. Can we ask them questions? Yes. I can't necessarily guarantee truthful answers or helpful ones um although i think i currently have quite a lot of persuasive power in that direction mm-hmm. if you could ask perhaps for directions to the aviary that might be a start i say immediately realizing afterwards that we've just said exactly where we're going but it's fine fine it is a long way will you remember real if you could write it down yes Will is digging through his pack frantically. 
It is a long way, miles and miles and miles. But if you wish to wander through despair, who am I to dissuade you? Go this way, the way you were going. Go down, perhaps. Hmm. Perhaps a hundred times your height. Go for days. Look for the place where the birds of augury are bred. This is my place. I have rarely left it. I do not know all of the turnings. You say go for days. Is that to strike out flat after we have gone down? Or that going down should be days of going down? Days in the forward direction. Mm -hmm. Down about a hundred times your height. Thank you. It is pointless to go anywhere. Oh well, just as pointless to stay, I imagine. So we're not losing anything. You are very foolish and ignorant. Such is the mortal's lot. <sighs> I look around at my companions for any other forthcoming questions before pressing on with more. Go ahead, Drek. Yep. Pressing Do on sounds good. know anything of... Hmm. Is this place... Arranged by, hmm, in this room, it seems that things have a place, and if you were to move a thing up, if you were to move a thing in one direction and then another, it would be the same as moving it in the other direction and then in the first. A space which to, a, a kind of space which to us is ordinary for the way things are that you can give directions by absolute motion, by absolute distance, that you can say, go a hundred strides in one direction and then walk up a hundred times your height or so on. But there could be a, a way of navigating that goes by some other rules. What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to, Establish to you what I think of as an ordinary sort of space of things. And I wonder if that is the way that this place is arranged, if you understand my meaning. I mean, for example, you told us walk for days. Would it matter if we walked for days? Is it necessary to walk for days? Or if we had some means of traveling faster, would we get there sooner? Your wizards might. Hmm. Just a thought. The world is in pieces. It is broken. It drifts. I have told you where to go for where it should be. But if the fractures in the world have moved it, who can say? <sighs> but okay. up and forward is the same as forward and up. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Um, you can see, um, Zushet is pinching the bridge of her nose and looks like a person who is rapidly developing a headache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will, uh, uh, noticing that with my tremendous insight, I will usher us, like, back towards the threshold in the hope that, like, I know that, I know that Rill's spell, Rill already said that his spell would last longer. 
So we're probably, if anything goes wrong, it would be good to be towards the threshold. But I'm still... I, I thought it said to keep on going the way we were, so through oh, that shoot, door. No, you're right. I, in that case, I'll, I'll gesture us forwards, conversely. Um, but I still want to ask, do you have a name? I did once. What was it? What are the dead thing in need of a name? What was your name? Oroxol. Oroxol. Repeat it very carefully, and Ryl, can you write that down? Writing. There are, there are dwarves we have made an acquaintance of, and and they have their book of, and they have their book of, and they have their book of prayers, and I will give them that name to inscribe in it. There is nothing left to pray to. But the world is not yet dead. <laughs> Foolish child. Perhaps. And yet the world is not yet dead. The heart I... of a corpse may beat for a while. Right. Shall we go? We apparently have a long journey ahead of us. Let's go. It will watch you the whole way. Mm-hmm. With a tension in its muscles that says it would quite like to be fighting you, except at the moment, magically speaking, they are unable for some reason to do that. Mm-hmm. They're currently charmed, so it's more that whatever Zouchette tells them to do seems reasonable, but they can't quite work out why exactly it seems reasonable to not be stabbing you right now. Just that internal tension between two very reasonable courses of action. Mm-hmm. Zouchette seems quite keen to hurry onward. Yeah. I don't know if I can keep this up for the whole hour. This is... It, they're quite talkative and quite unpleasant. Let's move. We'll press on. We'll, f- we'll take a wrong turning. We'll take a wrong turning out of the way, just in case things go wrong. And then... Yes, I don't, I don't know what sort of tracking abilities it has. I'd prefer not to find out, but still... Mm. It knows it knows it knows the direction that it gave us. So let's let's at least rest up somewhere out of the way because I would not have liked to get in a fight just then. Yes, let's let's go up a while and rather than down and see if we can find somewhere to rest. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What a terrible business. Yes. Okay, how far how long are you going for before you break for a rest? Um I figure we were told keep going down this way and then go down, right? Yeah. Well, I think technically we were told to go down and then go forwards, but you were specifically told that the place is broadly Euclidean. So, sure. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, like in terms of the time you're taking to travel before you stop, though. Sure. Um, so not very far. I'm getting. Y- yeah. Whatever the next stairwell is is my plan. Yeah. Okay, so you're pretty close by. Um, you find a place. Uh, let me just double check my color code. Currently in blue. That's what I thought. Um, so you you find um, you find a very beautiful chamber that has about a ten foot walkway of of stone around the whole outside, and the whole center of the chamber is a, a shallow pool like maybe maybe a foot deep with floating candles in bowls sort of bobbing about on the surface but it seems purposeful 
they kind of move in clusters and shapes. There's clearly some kind of meaning there, but there's also um, some built-in benches in the walls and only the one door. So this looks like a promising place to stop. Zusha is going to hop up onto one of the benches and sit cross-legged and sort of rest the back of her head against the stone wall. While I've still got this connection, is there anything else you want me to ask it? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if it had any information about other places this happened to. I suppose anything else you want to know about here in particular? Or maybe something... Um, other places about the what world? happened to? I mean, the other realms of the dead gods. Oh, uh, I don't think it's ever really left its library. Right. Not, not yes, it, it, did say, it did say that. Yeah. Certainly never left this realm. Doesn't, I think, not doesn't believe other places exist, but they don't qualify somehow. I think I can understand that. I mean, we'd probably feel the same way if our world got destroyed and we had to go live in some other plane. Mm. But mm. more so. Who, could you ask it, um... Who wrote all those books and, and scrolls? If that's the only place it would know anything about, we can at least answer that question. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just getting a rapid stream of faces. Doesn't mean anything. Mm. Well. So, multiple authors. Uh, but beyond that, I have no idea. I am fairly sure they destroyed it themselves. That seems likely. Because, as they keep pointing out, the world has already ended. They're very cheerful. I don't recommend having them in your head. Well, then I, th I think it's best if you let them go. I'm currently trying to persuade them not to chase us and kill us. I was going to say, what, what's to stop them from just following us? Uh, we I should to stay in the library, and that seemed to work. Well, but that yes, will wear well, off. I I, I don't know if it will follow immediately, but when, when yours does wear off, they, they might. They might. They're capable of leaving the library, I'm sure. Perhaps we should keep moving. We need to rest. If it catches up with us, we'll have no chance. At least a short rest. All right. Hmm. Okay. So you settle in to lick your wounds for an hour. Um, this would be... Who would this be? Who would this be? This would probably be an Arcana check for Maynard, please. Oh, okay. Happy to. Although, no, it would, it would also be a religion check for, um, for Rill, thinking about it. Well, I got 20 on Arcana. And 16 on religion. Okay. Um, possibly it's the angle is throwing Rill off Lightly, but as soon as Maynard starts taking a closer look at what these these floating candles are doing, you start also piecing it together just a little slower to come to the conclusion. Um, this is sort of a star map accelerated. The clusters of candles are forming constellations and moving relative to the other constellations in a way that the real sky does not, but presumably has some... Presumably, um, 
is some kind of augury method if you have the time to study it. Definitely not random. Hmm. What do you think it's trying to say, Maynard? Well, don't know without a frame of reference. Maybe it predicts something. Or... Possibly. Ben, can I make a... Um, I don't know, and free to tell me no, but can I make a specific religion check? Because there is um, She Who Walks in Starlight, which presumably maybe Brill would know something because of the, you know, star. Yeah, are you, are you sort of making an interpretation attempt? Yeah. Yeah, roll for it. Uh, 21, apparently. Hey, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, as you say, she who walks in starlight, or the maiden, is, is one of the gods traditionally worshipped by the drow, even before the war kind of rearranged some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and as such, as one of the two surviving drow gods, although you follow the messenger, you know, the maiden is an important part of your religious heritage, and you have studied, to some degree, the movements of the stars and, and the constellations they form. Um, these are not actually cycling through. It's not that it is repeating in any obvious way, but you think there's been a shift since you all came in and the shapes and conjunctions that you're now seeing keep speaking of power and domination, but also birth and change, and specifically alchemical-type change, where things are transfigured, but then it will turn back towards artifice. It's an odd combination of things, but it's all oriented around where your group is sitting in, you know, along one wall of the room rather than around the center of the pool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Artifice. Okay. Rill is, is theorizing on this out loud, just sort of m- mumbling, you know, partially to, to Maynard. And partially as he is, like, sketching these, you know, different um, different readings into his his journal and, um, you know, partially to the, the rest of the group as well. Do you... Oh, if these... These lights are us, or... Related to us, sorry, maybe. Related to us, I mean, change... Artifice? What else was there? I think I saw birth of some kind, uh, power, domination, maybe, but I don't know. We're not trying to... We're not, we're not trying to do anything. We're trying to stop another war from happening. We're not trying to, to win one. But who knows what kind of effects any of that would have. But we are trying to change something. And we're trying to take control of a situation. 
what I'm saying is that if these things are detecting us, could you read it to see if it's detecting something else or someone else? Maybe. I could I could look. I don't know this isn't really my purview, you understand, but uh I could try. What are you specifically trying to discern before I have you roll for it? Uh, I mean, I think Rill is, is most concerned with his mother, although I don't think the candles would um, be able to communicate it much as far as that's concerned, any more than they know, at least. Um, if Maynard has any ideas, or if the rest of the party has any ideas, I'm um, open. Okay, roll something for me. Roll, roll um, probably religion again. Because this is all okay. sort of reading, reading yeah. stuff that you know via religious religious mode. Oh, that was real bad. Uh, that's a nat one that turned into a seven. You you make an attempt, but you start seeing repetition and the, the same kinds of configurations coming round again. Not not in a fixed order, but the themes are are not changing. It doesn't seem to be responding to your your wish to ask a question so much as your presence. That's what I was thinking. I don't think, unless, if we had someone else here with us, I could ask about them, their future specifically, maybe. But... Well, it was a thought. I suppose it was. Very strange, though. I mean, O.C., who's, who's, de who's dead realm are we supposed to be in again? You are in Stonewalker's realm. Yeah, that's that's the one I thought. What do you mean, strange? Then, uh, no, it's it's expected of Stonewalker to be mysterious and lots of augury. What now? We keep going. Maynard looks at at Trick. Maybe and... start heading down from here. Real looks at May Zushat and Trick and Ember. Maynard looks at Trick, sort of gets a vague judgment of size. 700 feet down and many days ahead. Suchet is clearly having a difficult time with whatever chatter is happening in her head, but will stir herself and say, the, the realm isn't flat. It's ring-shaped. I think, but down is always towards the center. Hmm. So we need to go some way towards the center and then circle it to the next quadrant and somewhere in there there should be some kind of sign, I hope, of where exactly breeding grounds of the sacred augury birds is. What? Look for the Look are for where the birds of augury are kept. Yeah. Which birds? I'm just getting repetition. I, I don't know. I think I've persuaded them enough that I don't think they're going to chase us immediately. But once your suggestion wears off, I really am not sure. All right. Then we should get a so move on I think now. we should get as far as we can in the next seven hours. Mm. And if we can find someone with a door that shuts, it might slow them down. They haven't had a lot of company since since the world ended, and I think we may have disturbed the balance of their mind out of its pattern. So, oh. 
past behavior may not predict future. Mm. But let us get moving and get as far as we can before we have to deal with that problem. Come Out and Play is a real play podcast project, all trans, all the time. You can find us at CAOPcast on Patreon and on Twitter, and at our website, comeoutandplay.games. If you're trans or non-binary and you'd like to get involved, drop us a line. And as always, if you enjoy our show, share it with your friends, and if you don't enjoy our show, share it with your enemies. Word of mouth is how a project like this gets attention, and we just love attention. Trick taught the angel orienteering, which was very nice. <laughs> I mean, I was really trying to invent. I was really trying to invent Euclidean geometry from first from first principles. <laughs> I thought you did a very good job. I was like, I understand yeah. what you're driving at. I was more. I was more like just making sure that like the important like navigational space of this place wasn't like metaphor and dream. You know, right? If it wasn't going to be the feeling of having traveled many days is how you get there or something yeah right right <laughs> doesn't matter this which direction like you go it you just have to go 